You know, we've had some tremendous, uh, we've had a tremendous group of subject matter experts commit their time to this program over the last two years. And we hope these changes for 2020 will, will open new doors and many more industry experts can get involved. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to our first episode of the Channel Channel in the year 2020. This promises to be an exciting year for our industry, and as always, this year kicks off with the Consumer Electronics Show, CES, in Vegas. Uh, we hope to see some of you there, and please travel safely. I'd like to welcome our guest, Don Alario. Don is the Vice President of Industry Practices at the ECIA and he runs our Global Industry Practices Committee, the GIPC. So welcome to the show, Don. Thanks, Bill. How are you doing today? Not bad. It's good. Good to be here. So we start each show by asking our guests a common question, and that question is, what is your favorite word? Boy, and I'm sure everybody says, wow, i got to think about that. Exactly. Favorite word. Try to throw you off. Favorite word. I I would guess... And it kind of sticks with you because I'm from Boston, so it's probably everything is wicked good. Wicked. Wicked good. Sounds good. Well, so, so from Boston, let, let's hear a little more about your past, how you got into this crazy industry to begin with. Yeah, actually, um, I, uh, well, I guess if you go back to the beginning, I had a very bad draft number back in the early 70s when they had the draft. So I didn't want to be told what I had to do. So I joined the Air Force and spent a few years in the Air Force. But when I got out, I went to work for a semiconductor company in Woburn, Massachusetts, um, Alpha Industries, actually. And I did a number of things with that company uh, through the operational world, the warehouse, the product uh, product management, and um, and actually got into purchasing as an expediter. Um, Went up, went up to junior buyer, then buyer, then senior buyer, and eventually became the purchasing manager there. I uh, spent about 10 years with the company. And, um, and as you can imagine, I got to meet a lot of people in distribution as the purchasing manager back then. And uh, we did a lot of work with, uh, we made uh, semiconductor diodes, and we did a lot of work with aerospace companies on a lot of military programs. And uh, Anyways, I got recruited by Marshall Industries to go into the world of sales, and uh, I spent a couple of years in sales, and uh, it wasn't for me. Um, I think uh, the sales job was a lot of windshield time and a lot of loneliness as far as I was concerned, and, and I was having more fun talking to my buyers about the complexities of their MRP systems than I was selling, so uh, I used to get yelled at all the time by my boss, but anyways... Um, Things went well there, but then I got involved and uh, came back inside and did a lot of work in uh, operations, logistics, uh, marketing, product marketing, quality. Worked my way up to vice president of operations for Marshall Industries. And after 13 years, I, I left there and joined Arrow and Anthem Electronics, actually. At the time, they were Arrow was acquiring Anthem, and I came in as their uh, vice president of logistics and spent the better part of two years consolidating all of their warehouse and value-added operations into uh, Aero. So once I completed that, I actually uh, 
did a project for Aero where I went to Reno, Nevada, and uh, led the project to design and build their large distribution center there. And uh, I had a blast doing that, but I, I can assure you I would never want to do something like that again. Uh, but when it was over, I, I kept an office there, and I did a number of things for Aero for uh, 21 years, actually. I was there with Aero uh, and did projects all over the world in various stages. Um, and my last uh, 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 function there was global director of quality, um, and I left Aero uh, about two years ago now. So, And how did you first start getting involved in the ECIA? You know, there was a gentleman at Aero, uh, Don Burton, and uh, there's still a lot of folks in the industry that remember Don. Don was uh, a, a change agent, I guess, the best way to talk about Don. He did some great things in the industry, and he called me up when I was at Marshall Industries, and he said, uh, Mr. Lario, and he used to call me uh, the young whoopersnapper, and uh, he, he says, you need to get involved in NIDA, and we need your help, and we've got a, a lot of issues in the industry with packaging and different things, and we need to bring everybody together. So I said, okay, I'm there. And um, so he took me under his wing, and I worked with Don for a number of years, and, uh, and I think the best story I have of Don was the first meeting he organized with all the manufacturers and all the distributors in one room at the same time, where you had people from uh, Intel, AMD, Motorola, National, and all the distributors, and everybody was just quietly sitting in the room, afraid to talk to each other. <laughs> um, and it, he broke the ice, and, and that's where it all began. It was in the mid to late 80s, and we did a lot of great things, and people started to share common practices and different things. And, and a lot of good things came from there. So I've been involved with ECIA now for probably a good 20, 25, 30 years in various ways. So great. And now that uh, you've been part uh, and officially part of the ECIA as an employee and running the GIPC, tell us, tell us a little bit more about the purpose of the GIPC. You know, as, as Don, um, attested uh, to way back when, you know, it's really about the ability for all us companies to come together on common ground. And it's, you know, in a non-competitive way to sit in the room with your competitors who are living and breathing the same issues that you are and be able to find common purpose, common issues, and, and, and come together as a group and as an industry and influence the changes needed in the industry to bring uh, better ways of doing things, be more efficient, and certainly, you know, save, uh, reduce cost across the supply chain and improve the world for the end customer as well. So, Great. Well, here we are at the end of 2019. Can you highlight some of the key initiatives that were worked on this year by the GIPC? Sure, Bill. Yeah, you know, the GIPC had a very good second year uh, in its development, uh, some of the highlights started actually last January uh, when we published the tariff best practice document, which was developed by a group of industry experts uh, from both manufacturing and distribution companies. And, and it wasn't long after that, actually, uh, that we organized the second tariff working group to explore the areas of consideration for when tariffs are removed. And, uh, and this group actually just finished and published a second document in November. Um, and actually, um, right around the corner now in January, 
of 2020, we'll be initiating a new working group to tackle the free trade zone warehousing, uh, otherwise known as FTZ. So stay tuned for the recruiting announcements uh, for this new group. They'll be coming out soon. Uh, But, you know, a couple other things, uh, other key initiatives included a blockchain solutions working group, uh, you know, which led us to an industry workshop in New York City with a number of companies from the ECIA membership uh, to identify possible use cases with IBM. And uh, and recently, uh, in November, uh, we did a webinar with IBM as well on two operational blockchains uh, solutions that are already out there providing the industry uh, benefits today. So lots more to come with this working group. But um, I have a couple more, too. We also have two companies, uh, Analog Devices and Mauser Electronics, uh, working together with their subject matter experts to develop a paperless process for managing manufacturers' CFCs. And that's not only going to benefit manufacturers and distributors uh, and certainly uh, help to reduce cost and the administrative cost associated with that, but it's also going to be a great benefit to the end customer. And, and I guess lastly, one more thing, uh, you know, we're working with companies like Compliance and Risk, uh, which is based out of Cork, Ireland, and uh, to help our member companies navigate the rapidly changing world of environmental regulations. And, uh, and those are just some of the highlights. And I assure you there are more things happening in the other areas right now, too. So. But that's just a few. You all have been very busy. So I know uh, we just, of course, had our annual ECIA executive conference in Chicago, and the GIPC met, as, as they always do, uh, following that meeting there in Chicago. Tell us a little bit about the topics your team covered then. Sure. You know, um, the GIPC meets uh, directly following the ECIA executive conference every year. So it's our last face-to-face meeting of the year. And, and one of the key topics um, that we wanted to talk about as a group during this meeting was how the SME groups uh, struggled during the year with finding and retaining uh, group leaders, keeping the interest levels high with SME group members on a month-to-month basis on a, and on month-to-month calls. Uh, you know, and sometimes forcing attention to be spent on non-value topics. And now with the, the board and the councils setting priorities, most of the assignments uh, require special or cross-functional uh, SME recruitment with various levels of background experience. And, um, and we also discussed how could we adjust the GIPC program to be more streamlined, you know, less siloed, and aligned with the new ECIA structure and its process. So and it was probably one other key area that we spent some time on together as well, and that had to do with areas we were concerned with, how do we get more small to medium companies, member companies, more engaged in 2020 as well? So we actually walked away from that meeting, and we decided on three actions. Uh, one was to add a small manufacturer, and a small distributor to the GIPC. We also agreed to stay focused on the seven areas, being international trade compliance, business operations, logistics services, environmental and regulatory compliance, IT security, quality, and blockchain technology. 
Then we decided to eliminate the group leaders and individual group members and transition to a subject matter expert pool of resources with backgrounds and expertise ranging across the seven areas of focus. And then lastly, the third action was to the GIPC will now, starting in January, conduct quarterly webinar-type calls and invite the entire SME pool, uh, board members, council members, all ECIA members, and open it up to non-members. These quarterly calls will cover all the current activities for the quarter and upcoming items for the next quarter. We we anticipate reaching a broader audience, increasing communication, and capturing new interested SMEs for upcoming project assignments. These quarterly updates will also be recorded, and they'll be available on the website. And then lastly, there will be specific podcasts similar to this throughout the year as needed. So That sounds great. What are the expectations of adding these two additional members to the committee? Yeah, you know, we wanted to balance out the committee members by adding another manufacturer and distributor and bring the member list to four manufacturers, four distributors, and one manufacturer's representative, but also have representation from large to medium and small companies. You know, we need to make sure we have a balanced view of the challenges all companies in the authorized channel are facing today. So to wrap up, can you expand a little bit more on how the committee sees the SME pool working going forward? Yeah. You know, this is a new idea, and, and I'm sure we'll have some, some kinks to work out during the year. But, uh, you know, first of all, we know that time is precious to all of our members. And we want to have a program where they can keep up with the activities of the GIPC with minimal disruption within their daily jobs. So by joining the SME pool, they can attend a, co- a quarterly update call and get all the news of what, what, what is being worked on and what is coming next. And if they cannot attend, these updates will be recorded and posted on the ECI website for them to listen to you know, when they have time. Uh, By knowing what is being worked on, they can join a working group where it pertains to their area of expertise. There will also be podcasts like this on occasions, uh, continuous updates on the website, and press releases going out throughout the year. You know, we have learned from from the first two years of the GIPC program and want to streamline it for greater success going forward in 2020. You know, we've had some tremendous, uh, we've had a tremendous group of subject matter experts commit their time to this program over the last two years. And we hope these changes for 2020 will, will open new doors and many more industry experts can get involved. I know you have a call coming up on December 16th with the GIPC. Do you want to tell us a little about that? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we've, we've uh, set up a call for uh, December 16th for all of the individuals that have been, been involved with the GIPC program during 2019. So the, I think the list is uh, close to 70 people. Um, but we're going to announce all these changes. We're going to talk about the new year, 2020. We'll also uh, reflect on 2019 a little bit too. But we want to make sure that everybody understands the changes, why we're making the changes, 
And we're excited about the changes. We really think that this is going to take the program to the next level and work very well with the new structure within ECIA, the board, and the new councils as well. So we think this is really going to tag on to the, to the development of just bringing more value to our members. It sounds like the GIPC is really well positioned to get a lot done in 2020. We sure hope so, Bill. We're going to give it the best we can. And, uh, you know, on behalf of the GIPC and all of the committee members who have been uh, dedicated and really working hard with me on this, I, I want to thank them and thank everybody who's been involved in the program so far. And uh, we are excited, Bill, and we're looking forward to 2020. Great. Well, thanks for being on the show today and giving us this update. We'd like to have you on uh, several future shows to continue to update our membership on what's going on with the GIPC. Thanks. You've got a great radio voice. Did anybody ever tell you that? I have heard that before, and I've been told that I could fall back on this as a career if I had to, So, but uh, you never know. There you go. My mom always told me I had a great face for radio, but you've got the voice. I'd like to one more time wish a happy new year to everybody, and we hope we will see you in Las Vegas for CES this first week of January. Take care and talk to you at the next episode.